Hey guys, this is Corinne here. Um, the episode that you're about to listen to happened on a day that was perfect for me. I was excited to get the podcast done. I had the night before my friend that's a witch came over and cast some spells and I was going to see Rusty that evening. So I was in a really good mood and I was sharing a lot of things and that's all fine and dandy. However, that night, because the universe can't ever fucking let me have one win, um, he broke up with me and I just didn't feel comfortable putting this episode out, acting like everything was fine when my life is in fucking shambles. So you're going to hear very happy, stupid past tense Corinne. And then today, Corinne is going to catch you up on what's really going on. So enjoy the podcast for the first hour and then sit with me in my depression for the school. remaining 20 minutes. Yeah. So uh, here you go. Let's get into it. Can we start? I think we can. Did I surprise myself? I think I did. <laughs> Welcome to My Safe Word is More. My name is Al Jackson, faithful co-host of Daily Blast Live. <laughs> Father of three shillings. One is 16 as of today's recording. Oh, wow. I have a 17 and a 16 year old. Holy motherfucking shit. Sounds like you have two uh, designated drivers. That's right. There it is. <laughs> and I stopped drinking. What a waste, but yeah. I can still get high. I am also very proud to be the co host of this podcast. Guess who's joining me? You know who he is. You know, you love him. He's the three time Emmy winning producer, Mr. Christian. Clark, everybody. Yay. Yes. Chris, how you feeling? Feeling good. Feeling good from way over here. <laughs> he's feeling Michaelis, but he's yes. feeling good. You know what? The, that whole thing, everybody in our country needs a voice. They don't. No, not You know, one. some people need to yell. Uh, and uh, who's agreeing with me? That would be the lovely two-time appearing contestant on Survivor. The amazing one-time contestant on The Amazing Race, but the all-the-time contestant on this show Mrs. Corinne Kaplan. Corinne, how are you? I'm so good. <laughs> I have such interesting stories for you guys today. Um, we'll decide. We're going we're gonna <laughs> to open with an addition to my IMDb page because my mother has sent me a, a bevy of things. So we're going to go with one that's a little shorter because we have a lot of content to get to. So let me do that before I tease what we're going to talk about. So this is an interesting thing. So I tried to explain to you guys, and now I have more evidence to prove, that I was the type of person that if I saw a news crew for any reason at any time, anywhere, I ran over and demanded to be interviewed. And I did this <laughs> since I was in elementary school. So this is an example of this particular incident. I know um, my parents are, well, my mom at least will listen to this and be surprised by what really happened. Um, but basically, I had a, a couple of older male friends that I used to kick it with in high school. And those friends smoked weed. I actually don't like weed. I never have. But when I was younger, I would just smoke it to be social. But in this case, I was, I had just had my wisdom teeth removed and I was not supposed to suck anything. <laughs> yes. Or you can get dry sockets. Okay. So first and foremost, I hit a bong and I then skipped school. I don't remember how the, this worked because I never got dinged or anything for it. Maybe I... I, I had gotten take. I don't know. My older friend took me out of school, drove me down to Miami. We went to South Beach for the day. So I'm high. I am also chewing gum in the interview. So you're not supposed to chew gum or suck through a straw or at any of the post wisdom teeth removal. And I did get dry sockets, by the way. I absolutely did. And I'm the dentist's daughter. Wait, what are dry sockets? So if you, after you have your wisdom teeth removed, there's like holes where the teeth were. If you have any suctioning or you know, there's certain things that you can get bacteria in there. I don't know the exact, but it's an infection. Like you, they have to clean out, clean out the, 
the socket. Yes. It's bad. Okay. It's, it's the only thing you have to look out for. I was for just post- making sure because I didn't get an actual diagnosis, but that happened to me. Oh, yeah. Yes. And called. it was really, did yeah. I ever tell you about that? That I, I used to, I smoked cigarettes for like a, like a hot second. Uh-huh. I got like a little addicted and I was like, holy shit, do I smoke cigarettes in my forties? What happened? <laughs> and I got my wisdom teeth taken, taken out and I smoked on my balcony a couple of times because nope, I hated my ex. That. And I started getting this brown ooze and it stunk and i was so self-conscious of it i was taking uh little uh listerines with me so because the makeup team i knew that they could smell it was like coming out of my face yeah yeah yeah. and i feel like it got me out of smoking because it was so traumatizing so it's a real thing so here's the deal i am completely supposed to be at school i am high i am with my much older friends that are bad influences and i see the deco drive news team <laughs> shout out to deco drive yeah so deco drive Such a Miami is, TV is, show. is a stupid weird tv show where they do you'll see when when i play this for you the kinds of, it's not a hard-hitting news sort of situation it's a lot of man on the street stuff um I did like modeling for them at one point but anyways chick-fil-a coming to downtown we'll tell you about it yeah <laughs> okay so here we go you ready? I can't wait. Let's return you Whitney Houston and he's Bobby Brown. At what point did this just got? The first time anything happened. Really? Yeah. If you had like just a case of bad breath or something, you would ditch him? And that's it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you. I'll put this on the Instagram because it's better to see because I am so high and I am like chomping my gum and I'm like, I, like I have like, no sense. My eyes are all bloodshot you, and my parents have this because I told on myself because I was like, get the VCR ready for Deco Drive tonight. I was high in front of this county <laughs> earlier. My mother put it on a, like a highlight reel as though I'm going to submit that. that I think... <laughs> That's what puts you over the top for Survivor. They were like, it's between you and one other girl. Oh, she got the Deco Drive nod. All right. I'm, and also, I'm giving opinions. I'm basically saying that I would dump a guy after he beat me, right? That's what they're asking. That was a weird question. <laughs> weird. What, what, why are you asking a 16-year-old girl and you what looked, she would do? You looked every part of 16, yeah, too. She, that, that interview is usually happening with Shamu behind you. <laughs> Asking if you're having a good time with your parents. Yeah. You look so young. I know. Can, can I get an age of how old your older friend was? Oh, let's see. Jordan was. Because you look young. Yeah, he's, he's okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Older. I'm interested. In, I want to know if the swimmers think that's cool. Because there are these weird ages where it's like 20 and 17. Okay. 20 and 16. You're like, you should be a you senior know, in college. I was very, but I ran with like. I mean, look, I, I befriended a bunch of the Dolphins players while I was still in high school. So my dad was the dentist. Like I did some shady shit. I had a lot of older friends, but it's just funny that I, I have, I happen to have this to offer up. So please add this. Everyone who's keeping score at home. I love add the Deco Drive interview. Yeah. Career about notes. domestic violence. There we go. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. All right. Let's get into today's topic. You're entering dating age. You yeah. should weigh in on this. What a weird question. Uh-huh. Very weird. Okay, so um, we're gonna start with a rusty update. I, I, he's. I can't believe I am sitting here for like the fourth time. Chris has the stupidest look on his face. <laughs> you can see him because everybody's so nervous when you bring him up. But we're trying to act like because if it doesn't work out, we'll be like, oh, it's cool. But every everybody's like, no, nah, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, guys. So I have a rusty update, and then we're gonna swing right into. The big story I have today, last night, my witch friend came over and we cast a spell. 
obviously it involves poor Rusty. So um, we're going to get to all of that. It's going to take me a minute to get through. I'm going to be a little vulnerable with some of it. Yeah. So I don't know. What's weird is I just came from a client. Like I had a client meeting this afternoon in Broomfield and I was sitting with my friend Doris, shout out if she's listening. And I said to her, (laughs) she goes, you know, basically like, how are you doing crazy pants? And I was like, well, let me tell you what I did last night. And she goes, oh, I'm also a practicing witch. I was like, shut the fuck up. She goes, did you break a soul contract? And I was like, oh my God, you're speaking my language. So it turns out there are plenty of witches out there. And I even got a volunteer. So my witch has a witch mentor. And, and a witch, big brothers, big yeah, sisters. Yes. And the mentor has a subscription service and has offered to come on the podcast. So I'm we, in. If we have to get this third mic up and running, we've got a potential guest. Well, she doesn't need a mic. She can just, you know. Right. Her voice will carry yeah. into the heavens. Um, and then I have a wild update. This is going to take you guys back. This is for the longtime listeners. Eh, not that long. It's been maybe eight episodes ago. I have an update on the fucking orphan. Oh, from Christmas Eve. Correct. I remember this. Yeah. Yes. Update on the orphan. Then I have an Are We Dating the Same Guy post that just was so funny to me that I just want to get your take on it. I've been missing Are We Dating the Same Guy. So it's taken a dark turn because a lot of there's a lot of lawsuits out there. So people are being like really careful. And it's just like not it doesn't have the same vibe that it once did. Right. This is a perfect way to bring it back. Yes. Um, And then if we have time, I'm going to go into a short medical update because I know how you love to hear the stupid shit I've done in medical offices. So (laughs) let's open with the rusty update. So I am going to tell you the funniest fucking thing. Basically, if y'all remember the insanity that I demonstrated after he didn't leave his toothbrush, can we all remember that? Do I need to remind you? Yeah, you were out out of pocket. He didn't leave his toothbrush. I decided that meant he never wanted to see me again and that he was just being nice coming to the football party all day, at which point I was choosing whether or not to delete every photo we had ever taken together because I was like, who takes our fucking toothbrush? It's a $4 toothbrush. Who takes our toothbrush? And everyone in this studio and everyone in my life was like, maybe someone who's respectful, maybe someone who only has one toothbrush. There were a whole bunch of options. Right. Do you want to hear what really happened? Because I have an update. Please. So he comes to stay at my house for the next time he's staying over. And he comes in, you know, we're hanging out. And then he's like, he goes upstairs to my bathroom and he goes, and he's, he just, he just sort of yelps out. He's like, shit, I thought I left my toothbrush. Do you have a toothbrush? I didn't leave it. Wow. Oh my God. So the third option was he just didn't realize he had taken it. Like it was just like a reflex. It's so weird. It's like he, he likes you. It's I, so it's like so, Chris and I have been telling you have uh-huh. we've been right the whole time and it's just so yeah. weird. And so um and I just have one other update. We ordered in food that night from a Thai place that's near me. And it came with one fortune cookie, which was obnoxious because there was enough food for two people. Why? Where's the second fortune? I should not come with a fortune cookie. Well, this one does. <laughs> okay, fair. So anyways, I was like, well, who gets the fortune cookie? He's like, uh, he didn't really care. You know, and I was like, well, we'll, we'll break it together. So we break it in half. He's like, I told you I didn't care. <laughs> like now I'm going to so trust break it in half, with you. And the fortune, I, I don't remember it exactly. It was only like a couple words, but it was like, true love will find you. Like it was, it was so prophetic, I decided. Or vague. Sure. And so I put it on the <laughs> counter. I threw out the cookie, threw out the wrapper, put it on the counter. And as I watch him, I'm, I then like take a glass of wine, sit on the couch. I watch him cleaning up like the 
counter area, and I watch him throw it in the fucking trash. He <laughs> he threw the fortune, the in, the fortune in the trash, and I pop up like he just threw out my diary, and I'm like, "Why did you do that? Why did you throw it out?" And he's like, "Oh my god, what?" And I go, "The fortune." So then he goes into the trash, and there's just there's remnants of like curry, and you know, and um, and he's digging like you dropped your retainer in there. Yes. And he's like, are you sure you need? And I was like, no, I guess not. Forget it then. He's like, you brought it up. I had <laughs> forgotten it. I literally threw it in a box that wants you to forget everything yeah. in here. So I, I was like, wow, I got to reel it in, guys. So part of me trying to reel it in, as I mentioned previously, on my birthday, my friend who is a practicing witch, who actually, she is a million other things. And if you met her, you would not. There's nothing. I, I don't. I have no discrimination. In fact, if anything, I have like the positive discrimination. Like I think it's so cool to be a practicing witch. But Wait, you what know, is positive discrimination? Um, like yay, you're black. Not like ah <laughs> oh, shit, he's black. We're not hiring you, but we are going to validate your parking. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, black guy. That that's positive discrimination. I don't think I made that up. <laughs> so I feel like um I just was so excited, and I know that she's really real, like a real witch. It's not like she's a part time practitioner. Like this is, where's what she does, and she's been doing it for many years. So for my birthday, she said, "I will uh I will cast a spell for you with you. You know, why don't you think about what she'd like?" And I said. Well, there's this guy I started seeing, and if you could, I don't know, razzle-dazzle, make it so that he's obsessed with me, something like that. And she goes, well, first of all, I don't practice um, black magic. Second of all, I don't think you should start any relationship with a kidnapping. So no, I'm not going to do that. So it wasn't anything that you wanted. It wasn't She shot anything. down the first thing you threw out there. It was the only thing I threw out. And she said, what it sounds like you're having an issue with, because I said to her, I go, I can't enjoy what's this, this very short new relationship I'm having here because I am so anxious and I just, I can't calm down and he's great. And I just, I have imposter syndrome and all these things. And she goes, well, what I'd really like to do is do a spell that works on you. So like to increase your self-assuredness, um, to rewrite your story. So to take some of the things you believe to be true about love and let's, Let's get rid of those and bring in the new. And so the reason we waited so long after my birthday is because she explained to me that you want to do certain things during the new moon, certain things during the dark moon. We're familiar. Okay. So I'm just kidding. What the <laughs> fuck are you talking about? I can't. I'm not going to. I I tried. So I didn't want to disrespect the process. So I asked to take a few pictures so I could put it on Instagram. But I couldn't just like record the whole thing or take notes the whole time. So some things I have notes on, some things I don't. This one I don't have so much. Basically, a new moon is for like things that are coming anew. A, a and this isn't what we're wanting here. What we're wanting is to get rid of this, all the, the old stuff that the I think. Old moon oh, shit right yeah so during a dark moon is when you would do that so basically the spell the the reason we picked the day that we did the time of you know the evening it was late you know i go to bed early we had to do it late um <laughs> so <laughs> so anyways i said to her do you want me to dress a certain way do, do you want me to like do anything because i know we have to set the circle like do i need salt and she's like no i'm gonna bring everything that you need um i would just be like can, can do you need me to kill somebody I, do, yeah. I, do I need to kill some? I will. And she's like, stop so, bringing like, that up. Yeah, I said, like, no. What animal are we sacrificing? <laughs> um, and so, you know, I said to her, like, what, what, will, what will this entail? And so obviously we, we both have to climax at the same time. Oh, <laughs> I was like, I love this way. That was, that was, you got me. It was so, I was like, I knew there's a reason everybody likes witches. Oh, they're talking about cold busted nuts. I love it. Okay, so 
<laughs> we should not climax at the same time. <laughs> anyway, she said, you're going to have to have a piece of paper and a pen. And in the end, we're going to burn that piece of paper. So you need to be comfortable that we're going to burn something in your house. So if you have a window, you can open or like turn off the smoke alarms. So I'm like, all right, I think I can handle that. She comes over and she sets out all the things. So there's, there's, she, and she did, she was really kind. She explained every single thing. And I want to mention, she also, she consulted with her mentor, um, who basically like, cause she's like, I haven't cast this particular spell before and I want to make sure I'm doing it right. So she like, she went to the store where she gets the, you know, eye of Newton, the things that you need for this. Yeah. So she comes over and she sets up candles and she explains each thing to me and like, She's like, okay, so this is, you know, the candle for protection. This is the candle that that um, invites the spirits into the room. She's like, first, we're going to cleanse the whole room and we're going to set the circle. I'm familiar with setting the circle, which usually I thought you do with salt, but she doesn't do that. She does an energy circle. And so the idea is you want to contain the energy in the area that you set the circle so that when the spirits come in, you know, everything is in that contained into that circle. And then at the end, you open up the circle and you release everything back out into the world. So part of what she does that's different about her spell casting is that she uses a candle and a flame and that's how she judges sort of the the progress of the spell and like what's taking place she reads the candle and that's an integral part of something she does differently than maybe other witches do but I was very comfortable with that. Okay, so she's she's There's consulted. a lot of open flames going on in my house at this point. Okay, yeah. are they in the shape of a pentagram? Okay, so yes. So, oh shit. Okay. That's being an uh, asshole. Yeah. So the candle sits in like a little, a little like candle holder and on the candle holder is a pentagon. A pentagram. Pen yes. But not the pentagon. <laughs> and on oh, one God. candle is Joe Biden. One is yeah. Trump and whichever right. melts fastest. No, pentagram. It's the president. And then that sits in a teacup, <laughs> which she said is not usually traditional, but she, she likes to set it up that way, which was fine with me. She also explains, so first we do a bunch of things for protection. So she sages the room before we set the circle. She then sprays some stuff, which actually I've used in ayahuasca ceremonies before. And it's just kind of, it's supposed to just, you know, it's sort of ritualistic and you're setting the room. She also buys everything it, that she gets at a craft. It's it's spelled C-R-V-F-T and it's a witchcraft store that exists in Denver. So there has to be a general population of witches enough so that there is a store. You know where that store is? No. It's next to, and this relates to our show, it's next to the uh, the uh, the modern, uh, the mid-century furniture warehouse that Sarah and I went to oh, where the, the guy's wife yeah. fell off the escalator, like our oh. fifth episode. Yeah, Remember that, that guy? Of course, I know. Yes, that's um, where it is. Well, I can't believe you know that. Yes, because I was like, oh, it's it's. It's it's a noticeable sign next to a furniture store uh -huh, uh -huh. after we were both traumatized in yeah, there. We're coming yeah. out like, oh, there's a witch here. What's happening? <laughs> so, all right. So she's she's explaining everything to me. So the first thing she does is she brings out, she has um, ground mint. So what you're going to do is dress the candle. So the candle has to be rolled in a special oil that she gets at that store. And then you dress the candle with all the ingredients that need to be around it that need to be burned. And so she's explaining to me each ingredient. So I only wrote down two of them. So bear with me. One of them was mint and that's for protection. And then she had, she has pressed geranium oil and then also geranium that she makes at home herself. She said it was a real bitch to make. Um, so she, she has, she puts the geranium, the mint, and then a couple other things. She rolls the candle in that. And then she stands it up in the pentagram little thimble thing that holds the candle. Is and it then, weird that this sounds delicious? And then that all goes into the teacup. Um, now, what she explains to me is that when she sets the circle, she's like, we're going to invite, everyone has a, like um, 
uh, like your guardian angels, like a spirit team, like people that are on the other side, sort of like pulling for you and, and trying to protect you. Right. Everyone has those. And so she's like, you can call upon your team at any time. It doesn't have to be when you're setting a circle like there, there are your spirit guides. They're there. And so okay. I was like, it's okay. not like who wants to be a millionaire. You get one call. No, I'm going to call my uncle. I said to her, I go, I know I, in my head, I go, I know what's going to happen here. I know the first fucking person that's going to pop up is Joyce. And she's the worst person with relationships. Get her out of the fucking circle. <laughs> like, like, I love you. Joyce is like, but... give me a remote. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's an inside joke. You got to know the show to exactly. get Exactly. So I'm like, fucking, I guarantee we used to call it, her nickname is golden lady. I'm like, golden lady is fucking front and center in this bullshit. So I'm like, all right. So she sets the circle and then she holds up a pendulum and the pendulum. So if you don't know what that is, cause I didn't, it's a like a chain link that she holds with just two fingertips at the top. And at the bottom, it looks like, um, it's a crystal with like in a triangular, like dagger formation. And she holds it. And she said, okay, the way that this works is when the spirits have entered the circle, this will start rotating. I am not rotating. You can see the way she's, I mean, she's holding it like this. She's not going like, you know, right. her hand is steady. She goes, I, every time I do this with someone new, they think that I am doing something. She's like, this is not, it's not a Ouija board. Like I can't, I can't make it move. Like this is, it's just being held stagnant. So as soon as she starts, op she does an opening prayer. She sets a circle. The thing starts circulating. And I'm like, okay. And she goes, so this, this, she goes, you have an excited group of people, you know, spirits in the room. Like there's a, there, this is. Was the pendulum a, standing straight at attention? <laughs> <laughs> one, of, one of your ghosts is very yeah. excited. <laughs> no, but she's like. No gender is, up here. So. This is an, a very active <laughs> pendulum swing that I don't often see. And she's like, one of the things we're going to do is we're going to watch the flame um, as we, as we're doing, we're going through all of this. Cause you want to monitor is the flame flickering is the flame, you know, there's different things that can happen. And she goes, we want it to be solid and we want, you know, every, all the energy to be concentrated right here. So, um, so the pendulum starts swinging and she goes, okay, so what, what, now that we, everyone's here, you know, we're all in the circle. She goes, what's going to happen is we can at certain points ask questions and the pendulum will swing front to back. If the answer is yes, left to right. If the answer is no. And she's like, and you can think about some things you want to ask. She's like, we're going to do that at the end of the ceremony. And I said, okay. So she puts the pendulum down. She says, okay, first thing that we're going to do is I want you to write out in bullet points um, your major insecurities with regard to relationships. And so I was having a bit of writer's block. Like I came up with. I would have shit my pants. I've been like, hard. I don't know. I mean. Maybe I her know. ex was huge. So I, I said, like, she was the pre-work I had to do before this was like to list out all the times in relationships where I felt uncomfortable that like I felt, you know, like I didn't have control and like every single relationship I could tell you when the flip, the, the switch flipped. So that was my number one problem. My number one thing I wrote down. And the only thing I started with was, um, everyone likes me until they don't. Hmm. So I don't have that much trouble getting somebody to fall for me. The Godfather started. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we should make t-shirts. Everybody likes me until they don't. I love that. Yeah. So what happens is I will be with somebody, you know, like my ex that the only person I've ever doxxed because I had him on my podcast, which was a huge mistake. Um, Lionel, he, he was madly in love with me. And then I remember a conversation we had in a diner and I could see he had fallen out of love with me. I just knew it. And he said to me, like, maybe we shouldn't live together. And I was like, no. And then I become this spider circling the drain and it takes him six months to get rid of me. Yeah. So anyway, so that was what I started with. Now I went through several different other things. Like I, I, one of the other firm beliefs I have is that, um, being, uh, like love is weakness. So like, I think my parents who are extremely in love with one another and have been since they were much younger, right. They've been together since they were like 14. They are very highly codependent and yes. I grew up with that and very in love. But what I look at that as is weakness. Like, are you stupid? You're not going to both die on the same day. 
Like you, you need to pull back. They're you like, can't. stop texting us that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to pull back on, you can't, you can't be that into somebody and they can't be that into you or else what happens when one of you dies? Well, yeah, but that's the, the that's, well, that's the trade-off. The, I don't like it. for be, Yeah, it doesn't get to be all good all the time, homie. It's just like, you got to eat that and be like, if I am having all, it, it's your parents every day is Disney World for them. Yeah. And you know, at Disney World, you have to fucking leave at some point. So maybe dad leaves 10 years before mom does, but you still don't not go to Disney World. Because one well, of you has to leave at some point. That's what I've been doing, not going to Disney. That's World. exactly what you've been doing. Yeah, because I just think it's so scary, and it's it's like so you've been staying at the weird motel down the street, yeah, just kind of just, just kind of using the binoculars the name. from Bison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and viewing it. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, all right. So she makes me write out all these things, and then she says, "Okay, now we're going to reverse each of these, and we're going to rewrite your story." So I took a picture of this. I'm going to give you some, but not all of them, because it's a bit vulnerable for me. And God help me. I fucking, the well, you, you've been very vulnerable on this show. I have. Yeah, I'm, I want I'm credit really, for that. I'm really impressed. If you're a network listening. <laughs> yeah, I'm being vulnerable for you. Yes. So um, she she helped me. She's very, I mean, she could be a therapist in another life. And you know, I hate therapy. So I was having a hard time with this, but I was, I, I'm just like down for, I don't want to fuck up anything with the spell. If the spell works, the spell works. So she's like, these are going to become your daily affirmations. And we're going to have you write them out, um, in the same piece of paper underneath the other ones, we're going to flip them. So, um, the first one is I am loved infinitely and without limits. And so that was, I am loved until I am, you know, they love me until they don't. The, the right. was reversing that. And then the second oh, one is, okay. um, so you see, I, I'm not doing a good job. It's of like a Giorgio Armani slogan. Yeah. She said, um, I am equally as lovable giving and receiving love. Oh, cause I said, um, I, I think once I fall back, like once I reciprocate, they're like, ew, like now I'm not interesting anymore. These are all my insecurities. If you're, if you're out there and you have the same ones, you're not alone. Um, and then some of these other ones, I don't remember what the original was cause we'll get to that in a second. Um, love has no expiration, no boundaries and no limits. Cause I also believe love has an expiration. You think it does have, and yeah. that's depth. No, I think people, I, lots of people have been in love with me. They are not still in love with me. Therefore there is an expiration, but okay, well let's farm that out to the whole world. That means that for every relationship that every adult's been in, let's say the average is 10, yeah, you should everybody should have 10 people that are still madly in love with them. And then yes. those 10 people at 10 people that are mad. It's like a pyramid scheme but of I'm love. Still, it's got to end. I'm still in love with my exes. But are you like the guy that broke my heart in college? If he came back into the picture, I think I'd be like, yeah. I mean, if I didn't have Rusty now, right? right? If I was just single, I would 100%. If he proposed to me without speaking to me in 20 years, I'd be like, yes. Because you're going off of no, no, because you're you're sticking to that nothing has changed in those 20 years. It's like when have you ever been to like a club you used to, you and your girls used to go to when you were 24? Yeah, and you guys are like this is the dopest spot in the world. Look at the and then you go in there and you realize like, oh, it's a club for kids and the floor is sticky and there's plastic cups. That's what he would he would be sticky floor plastic mm -hmm. cups guy. He's not that dope. Maybe he's changed and he is in a, a dynamic special person but i think that you are romanticizing yeah, your 20s i right sure that's possible so i to to be clear i've only been in love with three people in my whole life the college guy the doctor that i reference on here all the time and lionel the one whose only name you guys know anyways it's like clue yeah but any of those three you know up until i meet the next great love of my life any th any of those three well that's not true the doctor tried to come back and i didn't want him back but 
Okay, so your theory has I guess. exploded <laughs> by your own hand, your yeah. own words. That's it because that's a perfect example, Corinne. This doctor guy, you were like, yo, yeah. What if what if he gets licensed here? He leaves his wife and he did all those yeah, things, all and those you things. were like, nah, yeah, because you're late. different, Corinne. No. Yes, no. you are. You're a different person. Mm. He, he fucked with me a little too much, and he he broke the the, the trust bond. Um, okay, I'm just gonna give you one more example because so this last <laughs> the one trust says, hymen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't resell a hymen. Um, the last one God, says, I was riding a bike, Doc. Love may be harnessed as a strength, and also it is safe. That was me saying love is weakness, right? So you see how she's reversed these things, right? All right, she says to me, "Okay, so here's what we're gonna wait. Do. Give me the last one again. Love may be harnessed as a strength, and it is also safe. Okay, I like um, that." Some of the, I mean, if you're interested in the others, but I just don't remember what they were originally. Um, one of them is my partner's attraction grows infinitely. My partner's love is securely aligned to me. It's basically trying to convince an anxious person to stop being anxious, right? Like if I really believed all these things, then I would probably be very normal. I currently believe none of them. I don't think you'd be very normal. I think that would be a little bit psychopathic. Mm -hmm. I think that it takes, a, it's somebody talking to you and you digging into why those things can be acceptable. That's more normal to me. If you just automatically assume that everybody you met is this wonderful, incredible, dynamic person that is in love with you and will stay in love with you and they will never fall out of love with you, I would say that's narcissistic. I think a lot of people that are smart understand that human beings change, mm -hmm. your thoughts can change, and that can apply to you as well when we're talking about strangers. So I think your concerns are valid. I think you are handling this like a crazy yeah. person, <laughs> but love is crazy. So I don't well, think you're as... Mm -hmm. Out so, of pocket right now is you. I think you're okay. you're being a little hard on yourself. I wanted to just show you real quick. That is the candle with the pentagram. Okay. So I was not. It looks really cool. Yeah. Take a look, Chris. Okay. Um. Anyways, we'll put this on the Instagram. So what she does next, and I want to be clear. Like I, this is for me to, in general, just become a better, more well-adjusted person. Yes, I hope that things work out with Rusty, but this is really overall for me to be less insane, and I'm just desperately. I will do anything but go to therapy or medicate. So here's what we're okay, doing. Okay, I'm down with that. So she said to me, okay, now you're going to fold this up. Now this piece of paper has all the bad things and all the good things. She copied in her nice handwriting to a new sheet of paper, all the good things. But the original paper with everything, I had to fold it up multiple times. She said a prayer and then I put it in a little bucket that she brought and we set it on fire. Oh, Jesus. And then we ushered the smoke from that like out, you know, away from the circle. How did you usher it? With my hand. Okay, I was about to say, yes. <laughs> she did it a little more, you know. Like an old security guard <laughs> at the end of a movie theater. So um, so we do that. And then she says, okay, and now we're going to set the new affirmations. You have rewritten your story. And this, these are now your new cornerstones. Every time you get anxious, you take this paper out and you read these cornerstones. And this is how you're going to lead your life. So I had to read each one three times into the candle. I okay. did that. Once that was done, she, you know, the, she basically, oh, I'm sorry. Once that was done, then we went to, you can ask the pendulum questions and I didn't know what to ask. So she asked a bunch of questions on my behalf. She's really good at this. Like I would very definitely have paid for this service. Like she's, and she's not, she doesn't charge for it. She does this so, by herself. So where's the pendulum when you're asking it questions? She's sitting across from me. She's holding the pendulum. Um, just like the candles here, the pendulums here. Okay. So she's like a, a little bit a foot in front of her face. Yeah. And we're sitting across from each other. Okay. Indian style on the floor. 
And she's like, okay, let's, let's open it up with, you know, uh, she asked a few questions that I just, as soon as she started, I said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Cause you know, what, when am I never, ever not telling a story? I was like, can I just tell a story real quick before we do this? Cause I I'm having some like really bad anxiety. And she's like, okay, what? And I said, was she talking to you through the pendulum? Like the pendulum has somewhere to be at six 30. <laughs> So no, 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 stories. No, no. Okay. no, but she said, she's like, okay. And I said, if, it, if it's, it's going to screw up the vibe. And she goes, no, tell me. And I said, okay, well, I was really interested in psychic mediums for a really long time as a kid. And for my birthday one year, my mom agreed to fly me to New York to see this very special psychic that was going to redo like a reading for me. But because I was going to camp that summer in New York, we would go, the, the trip was planned to go ahead of going to camp because i had to go to new york for camp anyway right. everybody stops to see a psychic before right camp. so my mom Fuck like a physical rents a car takes me out all the way into long island to this like fucking state fair of sorts that this psychic's going to be at and my mom pays some ridiculous price and has me get a private reading from this woman and when i sit down with this woman i'm going at that time it was my very first time ever going to a totally new sleepaway camp i only knew my cousins went there that's how i found it but i didn't know anybody else there and i was really excited i love I, i'm never afraid that doesn't give me any anxiety i love new people i love yes. new places i love to be the new popular girl because i will be the new popular girl so i go to the, I, I go to the psychic and i said to her um you know what could you tell me you know she you can ask her questions and i i'm a kid you know i'm 16. So I say, um, okay, well, how, how is this summer going to be? And she looks at me, she looks, she does some shuffling of cards, whatnot. And she says, this is going to be the worst summer of your life. <laughs> <laughs> this is real. This is really what she said. And I'm like, excuse me. And she's like, it's going to be a really bad summer. You're going to learn some lessons. It's going to be a really bad summer. Holy and shit. And it was the worst summer. I had ever had in all of my years of sleepaway camp. It was horrible. What happened? There was a lot of things that took place, but one of them is that, um, I, I may have told this story actually on the podcast, but there was, um, there was, I didn't know any of the girls in the bunk and I was, you know, I, again, I'm not going to, I'm, this is my podcast. I'm not going to be humble. I was like the pretty girl in the bunk. All right. They weren't that attractive. It's a Jewish sleepaway camp. I am the anomaly of Jewish girls. So I march in there and I'm hot and I've got hot clothes and all that. And I'm new and I don't have the dumb New York accent that everyone else has. So I'm doing great. Um, and I start, I decided I like a counselor and I'm still, I'm like a junior camper thing, whatever in between, but I like this counselor and he's the head of the soccer program. But unfortunately for me, which I didn't understand this other girl in the bunk already had like told everyone she liked him, but I don't know. I'm new here. Yeah. What do I know? He's the hot guy. Everybody. And also you can't call somebody. We'll, well see. if he was dating you fine, but he's not. So he and I start hanging out and like, I'm taking soccer lessons and spoiler. I yeah. did not care about learning soccer. So I take soccer lessons and he he's obvious i'm reading the situation properly but i'm new at the camp and so these girls in my bunk like decide to mean girl me but i don't know what's happening and they're i guess because they were unattractive i didn't think they could be me to be a mean girl you kind of have to be hot like you're you guys are fat and ugly so you what wow i didn't know you could be mean so this sounds like the end of a weird focus group like <laughs> explain me do you guys because you guys are ugly so walk me through right, this. i was like I didn't occur to me that they'd be mean girling me. I didn't, it didn't, it literally didn't occur to me. They're inspirational so, mean girls. So they go, they, yeah. <laughs> Positive discrimination. Okay. So they go, so they, they, they come over to me uh, in the bunk one night and they're like, Hey, Karen, like, we just we wanted to talk to you. Like, you know, we're your friends. And I was like, yeah, what's up girls. And they were like, you know, I, I know you, you seem to be spending a lot of time with Mike. And I was like, yeah, you know, he's giving me soccer lessons. He asked me, you know, to, you know, he, he was engaging with me very obviously. Right. And they were like, yeah, so here's the thing. Unfortunately, he doesn't like you. And I, I think that it'd be, 
it's better to tell you that so you don't keep embarrassing yourself. Like he's just being nice because your cousins go to camp here and like they're older and like he knows them, but like he's not interested. And I was like, oh did my you God. Say, did, you, did you see the stain on my shirt? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God, thank you so much. I am horrified. And I definitely don't want like nepotism because my cousin, my cousins were very popular and like older there. And so I was like, oh, that totally makes sense. And that's embarrassing. I switched my shift. Like I, I was, um, like doing waitressing stuff as a junior counselor. And I had his table because he asked me to do his table. And I switched like everything about my schedule so that I wouldn't see him ever or run into him, nothing. And the rest of my summer was kind of ruined. Like, first of all, these girls weren't my friends, right? Right. Second of all, the guy I liked, I embarrassed myself in front of, I thought. And I never said a word to anyone. I didn't, I should have said something to my cousins, but I didn't. After the the summer ends, my cousin, Josh, the one I talk about on this podcast all the time, he goes to a party and he runs into Mike this guy. And, um, and he doesn't, Josh doesn't think one way or the other about me and Mike, but Mike outwardly is like, I gotta tell you, man, I was obsessed with your cousin this summer. And like, I don't know what happened. I thought I had her, but like, she like, let, like ghosted me, like, like switched all her hours. Like I, like that was my summer. Like I really liked your cousin. So my cousin calls me and he's like, this is before cell phones. Like, so whatever he called, I'm back in Florida. And he's like, Hey, do you remember Mike, I think his last name was Caston. If he's out there, <laughs> Mike, you can verify the story. And I go, uh, yeah, I remember him. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck. Now he's it, now it's gotten back to my family that I'm an embarrassment to the Kaplan name. And he goes, yeah, well, I saw him at a party and apparently he was like super into you. Why did you drop him? And I was like, what did you just say? <laughs> so anyways, it was a very I'm bad working summer. third shift here. Yeah. They were working your, you got yeah, the death at that fucking camp. That camp sucked. It, that camp sucked regardless of the Mike situation, but that really made it suck. By the way, this is like the beginning of a, like a Jennifer Aniston movie mm. called Waiting for June. <laughs> and she, this happens with her and Mike. And then they go their separate ways. You, they both think they ghosted each other. And then they have to go back to that camp because their kids go there mm. now. And then he goes, you know, I really liked you. And uh, she goes, you know. Right after my divorce, I I started thinking about you too, and then yeah, it blossomed. Yeah. I just wrote that script, so, motherfuckers. <laughs> so basically, I'm telling Bailey this because I'm like, I don't want to ask a question because I wish she had never said that. Yeah, she was right. She was 100 percent right. That was a terrible summer all around. I didn't need to have that headspace going into the summer. Right. Like, just let me live. So I said to her, I go, please don't ask anything. Like, like I didn't want her to ask. Like. Will Corinne ever get married? Well, you know, like, please don't. Because once the pendulum says no, now you have marred my entire life. Right. So she was delicate about the questions that she asked. Um, I, you know, I really couldn't think of anything to ask. Again, like, I talk on this podcast for, I guess, not a living because no one's paying me. But, you know, I'm a talker. I couldn't think of anything. So she's asking, you know, is Corinne deserving of love? Will Corinne, you know, she's she's doing like a gentle dance around and everything is coming back positive. And there, there were there were yeses and there were noes, and the pendulum swung in different ways, you know. But what were the noes to? Good things like, um, um, is this going to be Corinne? Is Corinne like uh, doomed to die alone? I think I made her ask Jesus that. Christ, <laughs> and it said no. Yeah, I know that was a big. You might want ball. that to be the last question because no. depending on the answer, that's the session's over. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I just I I kill a you bull. are doomed to die. Um. Is my dad happy? Like after that, you're done. Like, yeah. <laughs> a... So um, the, the, the only question that I had that I asked, which is, God, I really hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. It would be so embarrassing. Is the whole kid thing, right? Like my big trepidation is like he really wants kids and he's pretending he doesn't. And so I was like, 
is it possible that the person I'm seeing doesn't want kids? And the pendulum said, yes. And then I said, is it possible that the person I'm seeing wants kids? And then the pendulum also said, yes. And Bailey said, what that means is that he's a truly on the fence person. He could have them or he could not. He is not really in one camp or the other, which is why he is happy to date you. Mm, okay. Which actually made the most sense ever, given like how he answered the question when I asked. Like That is the most favorable interpretation I could possibly have. And then the pendulum's like, have you considered other options? And, and, then, then, the and then a DVD of the blind side shows up. Throat and <laughs> you guys could adopt the gigantic older black guys. Two two years he's out the yeah. house. He got his kid. Yeah. Oh oh. He's playing offensive tackle. I to talk about it because I can't remember now. But this is the orphan update. All right. Yes, that's what we okay. need. But there was a reason that this tied in so nicely. So basically, Chris just handed to me. It's fine. Okay. Go ahead. So um. Okay, so here's what happens. I go to the Grizzly Rose. First, I go, so I go with Jess. And first I go to, um, we go to a concert she wanted to see. It's like a, a country folk singer that she had seen in Idaho once before where she lived. And she's like, he's really great. Like, let's go to this this spot and see him. She's like, I'll get the tickets. I said, sure. So we go. And this was really strange. It was a very divey place. I mean, this was one of the most disgusting bathrooms I have ever been inside. It was covered in so much urine. There was just one, one the stall. The women's bathroom? There's only one stall. It's all gender. <laughs> and it is. See what inclusivity oh does? Oh my God. The <laughs> walls. I mean, everything was dewy and, and urine -y. It was so fucking vile. Anyways, in addition to that, she, she very smartly was like, I'm going to slide into his DMs. Like I'm going to, he doesn't have that many followers. Like, you know, so she, she had already followed him, I guess. And he had followed her back like a long time ago. And she's like, well, now's the time to make the move. So she's very brazen. She, we, we, we stood at the front of, there's only 40 people maybe at this show. We stood at the front. Absolutely. I mean, I fucking him, right? Like just, and you'll, this will come into play in a minute. I'm not really doing that. Right. Like I'm, I'm, this is her show, right? This is, and he's totally her type. Um, but she's in the front, like seductively dancing. She'd taken her jacket off and like put it on the speaker. Whereas like, I'm standing there in my parka. Like, I don't give a fuck. Anyway. I'm videoing as much as, you know, of this as I can. And, uh, and she, so the, the thing wraps and he's only the opener. And then like, this was not her name, but it was something like Linda Loveless, like something like that. <laughs> I think it was Lydia Loveless. That might be a thing. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's terrible. Sounds like a receptionist but in South Idaho. I said to Jess, I was like, um, I can't stay for female artists. Like I don't like females and I don't like them when they sing. And I don't want to say, and she's like, that's not a problem. She goes, I'm going to slide into his DMs so that we could, you know, maybe we wrap this up and we get him to go with us to Grizzly. So she slides into his DMs and she's like, I'm at the bar and I want to buy you a drink. Immediately it records as scene and response. Oh, and this place is full of weirdly. It is the diviest place. It is full of people in their mid fifties. Like we were the what? youngest people there. I don't How know. old was this opening? It's act called the guy. Globe Hall. Opening act guy is 35. Right. I don't know. Maybe Linda Lovelace is old. I don't know. It was very weird. It was the ugliest, oldest crowd of people. And there was a lot of boys, but they were men and they were very unattractive. So I said to her, I was like, look, I can't, we can stay until like, so I go to try and help her. I go to the merch booth and I took, cause he kept hawking his DVDs. And Holy so, shit. And, yes. Was he doing that ironically? No. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm going to, now I go to the merch table. The person running his merch is 80. <laughs> So I I thought maybe it's his mom. So I was like, oh, how do you know Curtis? And she's like, oh, I'm his like merch ambassador. I'm like, is that all? 
Okay. So she's like, do you want, we can give you a free sticker if you buy a, a CD. And I'm like, not no, free. no, I'm good. So I go, do you know if he stays through the show? Cause we saw him go back into the green room and Jeff was like, let's just go in the green room. And I'm like, I don't know if I feel like getting thrown out of this place right now. So I go, she goes, oh yes, he won't, he won't miss, you know, Lydia Loveless's performance. So he'll, he'll come watch that. And I said, okay. I mean, who would? <laughs> and so I'm standing back there and Jessica to her credit is just like, Oh, fuck it. I don't want to stay here anymore. This is disgusting. And I was like, all right, let's go. So we go to Grizzly. When we get to Grizzly, we walk in and we immediately see the table of people that were there on Christmas. That if you go back and listen to that podcast, I talk about she met a guy and then I was talking to his friend who was an orphan. <laughs> <laughs> he still From is unless orphanage. he's been adopted since then. <laughs> okay. So so when that night ended, I gave the orphan my number. And then, as you'll remember, he never called. And I thought to myself, no one wanted you. No one wanted you. How dare you turn the tables on me? He's like, do you know how many times I've heard that? Yeah. So I was like, fuck that guy. Right. And I didn't I didn't like him enough to care. I just was like, how dare you, sir? So we go and we walk in and I see the guy that likes her who really likes her. And she's just kind of iffy on him. But like. She's only iffy because he's very young, but he's really into her and he's sweet and like he he two steps nicely. But what happens, she's going to go off with him to the dance floor. She, ha- she throws her purse at me and now I'm sitting at the table with the orphan and I'm refusing eye contact. I have said a word to him. Is he trying to cozy up to you? No. Oh. No, absolutely not. In fact, at a certain point in time, there was other guys at the table. That, it was basically him and I and then two other people that would come back and forth between playing pool. And there was like a bucket of beer and he's like offering these other girls that were playing pool. With the, he's like, would you like a beer? It doesn't offer me one. Mm. Like he's obviously shunning me and i'm shunning him and i don't give a fuck i didn't even really i i sounds like you give a fuck well i didn't because i'm not interested in him but it was interesting to me because in my mind like what are you pissed about you know right so i go to the bar get myself a fucking drink so i come back with my don julio reposado neat and i i sit down and finally he goes so he he just looks over at me and he says fuck it i'm just gonna ask and i'm like me Ask, ask me what, like what, what, what's his tone? He's really mean about it. He's mad. He's angry. And I am basically like, you don't get to look this direction, sir. You know, like I'm equally as like, fuck off. And he goes, these are like 1800s class issues that you're having an orphan. Yeah. There's at me, a city woman. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Go get your porridge. Yes. So he says, he goes, fuck it. I'm just going to ask, why did you give me a fake number? Oh, plot twist. And I'm like, I didn't give you a fake number. And he's like, yeah, you did. And I was like, no, I didn't. I think I would know my own phone number. And of course, in my head, I'm like, I don't know why. Maybe I didn't Uh, like, I mean, I didn't mean to, but I'm stupid. I could have given a wrong number. So I go, let me see your phone. So I go in his phone and I type my name in and I go, here's my name and my number. This is my number. And then I call it and I go, and now you've just called my phone. So that's my number. And he goes, what the fuck? So he goes and he scrolls up and he shows me a text message that a paragraph of like, it was great to meet you. When can I take you out? And he shows me and he's like, I texted you this and you didn't respond. They go, well, that went through as green and I have an iPhone. Yeah. And he's like, well, who did I text? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you didn't text me. And he's like, oh. And then you could tell he was kind of like, well, and I'm like, ship sailed, buddy. Wow. Yeah. I was hoping that the plot twist would be it was the girls from the camp that oh had hated on him once again. Amy yeah. and Becky. 
Um, he was so he was doing about that. Totally pissed. Like he thought he had gotten taken for it. Like this bitch gave me a fake number, and now she's sitting at my table. Yeah. Like I get how pissed he was, but no, because but I, it was just there untrue. is there's an unsaid thing. I'm assuming you guys had some drinks, and when that happens, even if there is a slight spark. Yeah, this isn't Romeo and Juliet. Once you guys leave each other's company, you're going to forget 67% of that night. So the chances of you guys reconnecting if you don't go to the same next venue are very low. So he should have known. Like, he, It's not like you guys had a crazy weekend no, in Paris. I think he was like, I'm not buying her a beer. I am not speaking to her. Like, like what? Kind That's of, why like, he was being all like, you guys can have yeah, beers. Yes. Like you were and like, so, oh, I was depending on some guy to buy one. I am giving you guys this story so that you can repurpose this in your own life. When you've given your guy a number, a guy a number and he hasn't called, it might be this. Wow. See, I thought I've heard that was the the thing that guys that get fake numbers do a lot. If you're like, fine, let's give this guy a fake number. They're like, I'll text you right now. That way he can make oh, sure yeah, like right when number. you're still face to face. This guy is very, he's sweet and like not, like I, I don't think he, I, I think this is probably the first time he's ever gotten a fake number. Like he's a nice looking guy. There's nothing wrong with him mm. other than, you know, nobody wanted him. No, oh, Jesus. But um, yeah, so, God. you know, we know what they do for a living. They all do the same thing for a living. I forget now, but it's lucrative. Okay. Something in oil, maybe. Something with boxcars, <laughs> harmonicas. <laughs> <laughs> so, i don't know why he turned into a hobo yeah seriously <laughs> okay um i'm going to do one last story before we get to chris's final thoughts because i thought it was a funny are we dating i like i want to bring back are we dating this i guy. really miss it i know i don't want it to be dead in the water so i'm going to share this and i'm going to get your take on it i just thought it was funny here for it okay so this person writes in anonymous she says i've been dating this guy for almost two months he's super great treats me like a literal princess he gives off innocent teen boy vibes and he does not love bomb me to clarify i guess she thought those things were confusing here's the problem but he won't stop farting excessively and without warning he is oh. 35 if that matters last night he let one rip and his 10 year old daughter even asked him why he did that fast forward to when we were in bed and he literally made me gag and i had to leave the room for five minutes fast forward to a bit later and he did it again i told him i find it rude and not attractive and he said he'll leave the room in the future okay great today we're out shopping and he was in front of me and it started to reek we got in the car and he mm. asked if i smelled it inside and i said yes Oh, he brought it in the car with him? <laughs> a minute later, the car starts to reek. I said, it really smells in here. <laughs> he said, oh, yeah, because I just farted. I've expressed. <laughs> so stupid. But you can tell she's really upset. It's not a fake story. I told him to unlock the windows. He said, no, it's his car. I've expressed to him that I find it rude and unattractive. We've only been dating 1.5 months on top of that. He said it's because he feels comfortable around me, but my, I feel my attraction towards him lessening. I think I might ask him if he has a health condition. Oh, God. But is it starting to seem like he just thinks it's funny, which I find incredibly immature at 35? So some people wrote in with like, <laughs> like rude things. Like, if you don't think farts are funny, then, you know, like, who are you? Like, and I'm like, I'm in this girl's camp. Like, oh, I am 100%. I have to tell you, like, I am. I have four bathrooms in my house, not to flex, but I do. Mm -hmm. And there's no chance in hell. Every single bathroom has poopery in it. Like I would never use the same bathroom. Like I'm concerned, like Rusty has one bathroom and that's why I have to leave immediately in the morning because I would not use the same bathroom. I will find a lobby area bathroom before I would use the same oh, yeah. bathroom. I am crazy when it comes to it. So she starts answering and elaborating on some more things. So I screenshot those as well. Please. She says to elaborate, I understand farting and pooping is normal. I have a literal three-year-old, but I'm very, and I'm very used to uninhibited farting, but at 35, 
him farting five plus times every time we hang out. It's gross. And at some point, especially with no warning, we were in the middle of making out with the room started to legitimately smell oh my God. like something had died. And I actually thought I was going to throw up in my own mouth from the smell. So I had to leave the room. So, <laughs> um, so some girl commented, it's like, he wants you to taste it. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, this whole thread is vile. So then this girl says, I'm sorry, this made me laugh because what the fuck maybe mention if he thinks it's funny, it's making him less attractive. I don't know if it's that bad every time it might be a gut issue. And now people are trying to diagnose like what condition this could be. So this girl says, trust me, I cannot believe I even had to post this, but it's been going on since date number three, which was the first time I tried to sleep over and I had to leave at 1am because the stench was so awful. It prevented me from falling asleep. I thought or hoped it was just a one-time thing. And he did it because he thought I was sleeping, but no, he will do it all the time. Literally mid conversation. He will let one rip. And it is so gross to me. I am on this woman's side. 1000%. What? And then somebody else wrote in cherry says, I'm sorry, but my fiance and I be farting. Of course they do. <laughs> Of People course, are not they on our side, you guys. They're, I am 100% on this anonymous person's side. Do you know what the internet did? Because when before the internet, <laughs> you would just like be at the mall and you'd see a couple hundred people and you'd be mm -hmm. like, well, we all are kind of the same. The internet just shows you like something that you think we can all agree on is so divisive. Mm -hmm. Of look, if, if, if he, here's the thing if you have a bathroom and then it's kind of attached to the bedroom, but there's a wall. Sometimes if you're not playing your iPhone, you'll hear one rip through the wall and you're like, hey, baby, I still love you. Uh -huh. But she didn't do it in your face. Yeah. The in the facedness of it is it's it's she like something in, car, in a closed vehicle. It's something oh. that and it just seems like especially the making out. That's like a thing where like almost your body's function should shut down because. Yes. All the blood should be in your dick and balls. Yeah. And the fact that your gut is still churning out <laughs> room clearers. <laughs> like, that's the other thing is they're not like, low. my girl toots a little bit. Yeah, that's no. not my thing. That's not my she could, thing. She had to leave but, at 1 a.m. She couldn't sleep. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that means it woke her up. That means and, like and her body lingering. woke her up because it was in an alarm state. Yeah, in a fight or flight situation. <laughs> yeah. So like, I mean, it's probably is his gut. But if it is. That's something where you need to talk to your lover and be like, Corinne, I like you and I want you to start staying over, but you need to know that I have chronic I, hiccups. Like I have a medical condition. Yeah. You need to have like the serious yeah. conversation in front of the fireplace. You just can't keep going I, and be like, why are you being so uptight? I am telling you right now, that is beyond ick. There's no way I would ever stay with somebody like at all like that. There's I don't no care. I don't care how funny way, she is. I couldn't. It, it, your sense of humor is off as well. Like that's also a major problem. If you think that's funny, we don't have anything in common. Yeah. It's it's funny to us, the readers, because that's your horrible life. Yeah. But when you're living it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I she really did try and give it because you don't want to like sit there and be like, oh, maybe I threw him away a little too early. But like the fart while they're making out, that's it, a deal breaker <laughs> in a way that I don't have the vocabulary to explain. So yeah. shout out. Shout out to her. Yeah. And uh, uh, shout out to Cherry and her man that be tooting. Yeah. Beyonce and I'd be farting. She felt the need to, to share that. So many people. I didn't screenshot all those because they weren't as interesting as her responses, but she's trying to defend herself. And these people are like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you take a joke? And I'm like, what? Jesus. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So anyways, guys, I'm bringing back Are We Dating? The same guy. And your eyes are glazed. Yeah. Over I had to I spend love. time sifting through all these fucking lawsuits and bullshit stuff people are posting now on that page to find the gold. But yet. Again, I did. It's still there. You yes. brought it into our lives and then you brought it back. And I yeah. love you for it. And with that.
Well, do you want to get uh, Chris's final Absolutely. thoughts? Absolutely. All right. For one week, I had my own mic. Oh, no. No. <laughs> He's got this limp dick the mic. Happy days are over. <laughs> We didn't get to the medical stuff, which yes. we kind of teased. So you gotta, you gotta tune in next week because they're good. Okay. <laughs> just, just one of the slugs, even about one of her stories, is called Doctor P Hat. Yeah. <laughs> so sit on that one for a uh -huh. while. Uh, you know, I have a, a fortune cookie pet peeve. You do? Yeah. I want my fortune cookies. I want them to be fucking fortunes. Yeah. They're almost never fortunes. Yeah. They're always observations. You know, I want it to be like, you're going to make a bunch of money. You're going to meet the love of your life. Yeah. I don't even know. It could be negative. You're going to get a bad haircut. I don't give you're a fuck. Have the worst I don't want life. an observation or an opinion. You're a fun, swell person to be. You don't fucking know me. I want a fortune. Hmm. That is a pet peeve. Okay. I hate that. That's fair. I also want two fortunes for two people. Yeah. Well, yeah. I get my own fortune. Yeah, at the Thai restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not right. Uh, <laughs> I love the sincerity in, 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 which, in, in which you talk about the spell casting. Yeah. Because, like, she's absolutely making that pendulum move. I don't think she A hundred percent. It's a subtle thing because there's a weight on a thing and you barely, you can almost just think what yes or no and you subtly make that move. It's not spirits making it move, but no, no, but, but that's okay I because I also it. see the value in it all. If you believe, mm -hmm. you know, it's good advice and it, it's kind of obvious advice. You know, the guy was on the fence thing. That's yeah. I hadn't thought of it. It was so really? obvious. I didn't see, see yeah, it. That's not that profound, but yeah. <laughs> so I hope seeing this, uh, you know, spell caster makes you less insane. Yeah, I do. I hope so too. Or do I? Hmm. Because I love these crazy fucking podcast stories. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if I want you to be less crazy. Let's get right into it. What's going on? Yeah. Okay. So I, I just feel like it'll be cathartic because this is sort of my diary of Anne Frank, <laughs> this mm -hmm. podcast. Um, I feel really a ton of stress at the idea of telling the story or not telling it. It needs to be told. So I'm going to tell it and then we're going to all forget this person ever existed, including me. Okay. But it has to be told and I have to go through this. Plus, for those of you listening, Chris has an idea of what's happened because I called him that night. Al does not know cover to cover what happened. So I'm interested in getting some feedback too. anything you could say that will make me feel better. I doubt there is anything, but maybe there is. And if you're listening and you're a patron, I know that I've talked to some of the patrons already, um, you know, and you feel like writing in because you have a similar experience or you have coping mechanisms you use. Like I'd love to hear those. Um, but here's the story. So I, um, I cast spells with Bailey, like you heard on the podcast on Wednesday night, part of my trepidation, actually the entire time, all of the anxiety I've had every single day that I come in here, every single day that I live my life when I was dating him, though it was utter bliss to be dating him. It was great. I couldn't enjoy it because I was so anxious that something would go wrong because the universe never just gives me what I want. And this was too perfect of a situation. And so I kept living like, shit, the next text is going to be the last. The next time he sleeps over is going to be the last. That's why he's not leaving his toothbrush. All those things. And the saddest part is I was fucking right about all of it. When I started the last podcast, I remember one of the first things I said, which is what I wrote down on the piece of paper, was everyone loves me until they don't. And that is what happens. And so I'm going to tell you what happened here, and you guys can give me your assessment. Y'all will remember, I just want to remind you that when I first met him, one of the first questions I asked him was, do you want kids? And this was problematic for me because coming off pink rings who didn't want kids and thought he would just date me till he did, I make it really abundantly clear in my profile. And since I met this person in real life, I made it really clear upon meeting him. So keep that in the back of your mind. So he comes over and he was finishing up work. He, he I finished up doing the podcast. 
he comes over and he's in a great mood. I think he, when he gets to the door, he's like, I open the door and I go to kiss him. He's like, I have a cold sore, so I don't want to kiss you. I don't want you to get it. And I was like, oh, okay, thanks. That's fine. And I did sort of think like, I don't, I've never had cold sores myself, but I'm not like afraid. I mean, I, I, there's many, many people that have them. It's not, it doesn't freak me out at all. Like right. wouldn't occur. Like it doesn't matter. Thank That'll you for bond us more. Well, thank you for being respectful. Cause I don't have them and I don't want them. So yeah. great. But we start, I, I bought this bench to put together off Amazon for like my hallway. We put together the bench that takes like 45 minutes. And then he's like, we were going to have a rematch in Scrabble. We had played Scrabble once before and I beat him. So what, now what was the vibe while you were putting the bench together? All perfect. Okay. No, nothing at all out of the ordinary. Nothing. We put the bench together. Then we play Scrabble. It takes like two hours to get through a Scrabble game. And we're drinking and we're having a good time. We're laughing. It's great. Mm -hmm. Scrabble ends and we go to move to the couch. We're going to like, you know, order food, watch TV. We go to move to the couch and he's like, um, I wanted to talk to you a little bit more about my cold sore. And I was like, okay, it's not HIV. Like, yeah, I, no what are you doing here? No ever started a conversation no. like that. And so I was like really confused. And I said, yeah. And I'm thinking he's so neurotic that like he's trying to explain. I mean, I work in medical. I am aware of like 80% yeah. of the population gets cold. Like none of this is that big of a deal. And so I said, okay, like, what is it you need to tell me? And he's like, well, I've been getting them since I was a child. I'm like, yeah, again, like this is like, I have scoliosis. Should I have told you that? Like, okay, fine. So he's like, Depends but the, on the position you're doing. He, he goes, but the the difference is that I don't get them as an adult unless I'm under extreme stress. So I now realize something's wrong. And I said, oh, no, like, is something going on with work? What, you know, like, what is stressing you out? Like, did, did you lose your job? Or, you know, I'm genuinely have no idea what he's going to say. And he said, well, you know, I've been thinking a lot about this relationship. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, and I... I have really fallen. He said, this is the exact word he said. He's like, I have fallen in like with you. Like, basically, I started dating you. I completely got sucked in. I'm in awe of you. I think you're wonderful. And all the time we spend together is pretty perfect. And I have developed feelings for you. So I'm thinking this is going into an exclusivity conversation, which I'm very comfortable with. Right. And he said, I have feelings for you as well. And I really enjoyed this time. And he's like, yes. He's like, but I have been very stressed out because over the last you know, time that we've spent together, I kept trying to suppress the fact that I really do want kids. And I thought, what would my like life look like without them? And I cannot see any way I could be happy without at least trying to become a dad. I think I'd be a good dad and I really want to be a dad. And I, I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, I don't want to end things, but I don't want to lead you on anymore. And this isn't something that's going to change for me. I, I really want to give it my best shot at becoming a father. And so I don't think that that we can do this. And immediately my first thought was, motherfucker, I told you five minutes into meeting you that this was the case. Why did you ever even call me? Why did we go on one date? Like, if you're going to do that, I assume, which is what the witch had confirmed for me, that he was truly on the fence. Like, it was not an, an absolute necessity. Right. And maybe he thought that too. And then over time, over this last month, realized it is a necessity for him. And then he says to me, I am basically in shock. He's crying. You know, he's he's welling up and he's obviously very emotional. And I'm just kind of in shock sitting there. And I said, you know, well, for me, the most important thing in life is finding my like my partner. And that matters more than anything. So, for example, when I was with Lionel, Lionel was from Alaska. He got board certified in Alaska and wanted to move back. And I was like, I guess I'll spend six months out of the year in darkness. Like, who the fuck wants to do that? But because I loved him and I really like that is the most important thing to me. And it's so hard to find. I prioritize that over everything. So there's pretty much nothing other than I cannot make you, ha I cannot have a kid for you at 45. And I don't think that I would have a kid for somebody like 
to, to try and keep them. That's not something I would do, but I'm just saying in my world, the most important thing is finding your, like your person. And I haven't been able to do that. And it's very upsetting to me, but it is the most important thing. The most important thing is not just fucking shitting out a kid and like hoping that kid doesn't grow up to be a school shooter. Like in the world is on fire. And like, how about just try and find happiness with somebody that you're happy with? But I, you know, I only said a little bit of what I'm saying here. Like I told him the life partner stuff and like how I've watched, you know, my parents be super in love and like, yeah, they had kids, but if they hadn't had kids, they would have just been as happy, maybe even happier, arguably. Um, so he said, well, well, would it be helpful if I told you all the things that are wonderful about you? And I was like, no. What? And he's like, what if I told you all the things that are terrible about me? And I was like, no. And he was trying so hard to soften the blow, but there was nothing he could say. What's he going to say? Like, it sucks. It fucking sucks. So, um, I just said, I go, I didn't realize the last time I slept next to you would be the last time I slept next to you. And he's like, well, you know, you never know. And I was like, why did you say that? Why did you just say that? Right. Well, he said it because he cares about you. And he wants, even though he knows what you said is true, he's trying to protect you and himself because it, you have to factor in the fact that he, I think he really did. I know I would bet my life. That he meant all those things. He said, you're fucking great. And the drive to have a child is really the only the biological drive to have a child is the only thing that got this man to rethink his relationship with you. Uh, my my question is, I guess to him, I mean, I, I guess I mean, I had kids at 30 and I was an old dad. I know, you know, that's I what mean, I'm saying, dude, he's talking about like his He'd be like my son turned 16 on Wednesday and, you know, I'm 46. If I mean, best case scenario, if he meets somebody in the next six months, he's going to be like a 60 year old dude at the high school graduation, Mm -hmm. you know, with one of those wheelchairs that you got to blow into. (laughs) Let's hope. Well, the other problem is the obvious thing is that it was very alarming to me that I cast those spells with the witch on a Wednesday within 12 hours, he was standing in front of me tearfully telling me he couldn't see me anymore. Meanwhile, we had plans to come here for Super Bowl Sunday where, where I'm sitting right now. Uh, we had, you know, we had like, there was no hint of any kind of stoppage to this. So I wanted to say what she responded with, because I was kind of pissed at her. Like, you know, you know, your powers, I don't know. I'm new at this. And like, if this fucked with the system in any way and caused this, I wish we hadn't done that. And she said, as much as that's not what we had, what, sorry, as much as that's not what we hoped for, I'm glad he actually didn't string you along and you both get in too far. What it is telling me is since he wasn't a full energetic match, he was removed. That means he was removed so someone who has your same wants can come in now to be that loving chapter of your life. He, although temporary, showed you what you need to align internally. I still want you to focus on the I am statements because he was moved aside for the actually aligned individual to come in. So I wanted to get your guys' take on that. I didn't think that was bullshit. Uh, I think that what, uh, you know, for whatever I think about witchery or Wiccans or whatever, I think that she's got outstanding advice. Um, I think that she's trying to, you know, kind of lessen the blow and that whole, like, you're going to meet the the next guy. And I think that you need to be receptive to that. But I think you also have to, we talked about this in a podcast a long time ago about, finding your person and if you're not finding them um maybe you need to widen your parameters i it seems like you're swimming in the waters of guys that want kids and 
I think you're like in the bay. And you know, like out in the bay, there's the fucking ocean. There are a bunch of dudes like me. I look, my kids are grown as fuck for the most part. And they're and I'm an old dad. There's some dads that got like 26, 27 year old kids. They've been divorced for 10 years. They have dough. There's nothing. And and it's like they're not that, they're not like, yeah, they're not 29, but like you you have to be growing tired of 29 fuckboy games. This guy was 37. Yeah, but he's still in a bar playing 29, playing fuckboy games. I think the dude that you want and the the guy that like can match your lifestyle, level up your lifestyle, isn't at the fucking Grizzly Rose. He's at a steakhouse. He's at a steakhouse or he's like somewhere that like older cats kick it that aren't dead inside. I I mean, that's what I tried to do Friday night. My friend Jessica took me out. We went to 15 different bars all in Cherry Creek. And that was the attempt. And not nobody is attractive. They're just like not. Is it gray hair? I think there's I'll tell you, honestly, there's not enough like Latin and black men in this city. And they're the only ones that can age. White men do not age well. Sorry, Chris. Mm. <laughs> well, Chris, they don't. Is, Chris is a unique one. His mom's 99. And That's, true. That's true. That's <laughs> true. A hundred. Don't be shaving and don't be shaving a year. Um, I mean, I'm I'm so obviously, you know, I joked about how I was trying to delete all the pictures of him the last time I was here. Right. Yeah. Because of the toothbrush. Obviously, the second he left my house, I deleted everything. I got rid of everything. Like I keep Cheerios in the house because he likes Cheerios for breakfast. Like anything that reminded me of him, like uh, the towel we used to have sex on when I had my period that got thrown out. Like, well, that should have just happened. No, that could have just been washed. Well, <laughs> I mean, it was washed. No, well, it's clean. I just can't look at it. Um, anything that reminds no me of him. Look at it. <laughs> um, and I just, I, so Joyce rest in power. Uh, she used to have this thing. She said she would always call it eternal sunshining of the spotless mind, which is from the movie that it's an older movie. If you haven't seen it, it's very good. And basically Jim Carrey has a procedure, which I fucking would kill to have where they go into your brain and they delete all the memories of you with your ex. So you don't have to worry about it. And so mm. I do a process of deletion. Like I, I try my best to eternal sunshine of the spotless mind myself, which is why, like I told you, I recreate memories in the same place with somebody else. Like I do all of these like mental tactics to try and like get the memories of that person out of Seems my like head. an episode of black mirror. It is. It's. I mean, it's. It's hard work to do, but I have become very good at it. So much so that, like, um, Lionel, who I keep saying because he's just the only name everyone knows, but he was, you know, one of my one true loves, and he, I lived with him. He's the only person I ever lived with. And when he tried to get back with me, maybe like a year and a half, two years after we broke up, and you know, I was experimenting with that, and he came to stay with me, and I couldn't. He, I was like, I don't. Um, you know, I got. I got some vodka. Do you drink vodka? And he's like, no, I only drink whiskey. How do you not remember that? It's because I had erased it all. I couldn't remember his brother or his parents' names. Like I had systematically deleted every single thing I knew about him down to like his alcohol preference, which is like something you would definitely just know. Yeah. Well, it sounds like something that is for self-preservation. Yeah. A skill that you've. It's hard to do, but it is doable. Um, And so I'm going to hopefully. Do you think that's the best thing? Yeah, I think that's the only thing. And until I can delete everything, it's going to be very, very painful. Well, uh, this is the reason I asked, do you think that that's the best thing? Obviously, initially, yes, fuck them, delete them. That never happened. But I will say this for a person that, um, you know, obviously got divorced. Uh, it was it was not great at, at first. Obviously, most divorces, no matter how cool the couple is, it's not great at first. Mm-hmm. Family members taking shots and shit, you know, it's personal. You guys have intertwined your lives. And um, 
as the years go on, I've noticed that I really appreciate her. And I can honestly say like she and I are as close to being best friends as you can be. And I've learned from her and I, I see the great characteristics that she has. She's remarried. She has gotten her her husband's name tattooed on her and, and he on her hers on his forum. And I think that's great. There is no I've never had a maybe that we should have not for one second. I'm just like, I've, I see the good qualities. And I think with the short amount of time that we have on this planet to only delete those memories and only if anything, take away the bad one, you rob yourself of the good, like you guys, not, not this one, cause it's too immediate, but like you've had some good times with Lionel, you had some fucking yeah. fun times and like to take that away from yourself, your relationships that you develop on this planet are really all you're going to have when we're in a rocking chair. And so like, I just, you know, I understand the self-preservation part of it, but I don't want you to rob yourself. It's like, okay, if uh, if I say tomorrow, you know, I don't want to do this podcast anymore. And you go, okay. And you systematically delete Al. Like, besides what's out there in the ethos or ether or on the internet, we've laughed our balls off. I've had some of the best conversations I've ever had with you. Yeah. And I wouldn't want to, no matter how it ends, I wouldn't want to take away from all those memories. So I would just encourage you to just like not look at everything as a failure. The only relationship you're going to, that's not going to fail is the last one. I don't think there is any for me and all the anxiety, every single thing I was worried about came true. Every, all the things I said that were, you know, the bad things I thought about love, they were all accurate. Like, you know, one of my favorite patrons, Lindsay sent me this meme the other day that just said, um, overthinking, you mean predicting the future? Yeah. Like, I feel like, you know, I'm unfortunately validated in the wrong way. Like everything I fear is actually a reality. So right. at this point, I'm like, I can't, I don't think I can get involved with anyone else anymore. It's like at a point where like, I don't want, like, I don't, I don't want the, the bad part. Like the good comes with the bad. It doesn't, the good never comes by itself. It's always followed by devastation. Well, because you're dealing with people and this is kind of in a weird way when we, when you go, I don't know how people have dogs. It's just like, oh, yes. we can't hang out because you're fucking dog. But they they almost took the blue pill and that they're like, this dog, no matter what I did today, will be wagging his tail when I come home. This dog will never disappoint me. This dog will always love me. And that's a relationship that they have chosen. And I get it. But no, that's no, no, not but a relationship that you've chosen. You've de you want to deal with complex human beings because the reward of dealing with a complex human being, although unlikely because people are so random and people are so unpredictable and people are so shady and selfish is that when it works, it's fucking beautiful. And the dog, yeah, the dog is always going to be consistent. But when you shoot, when you swing for the fences, you're going to strike out a lot, but all you got to do is hit one dog. But your analogy there would make more sense to me in that these fucking people that sign up for a dog, that dog is going to die. You're signing up for a very big heartbreak that you are definitely going to experience in somewhere between seven and 14 years, maybe sooner. Um, and right. that's the, that's the most, uh, that's the, the best analogy in, in for me in relation. I feel like every relationship, even though this one was a month and some of my other ones have been three years, whatever it is, they all end. The dog dies at the end. Well, we the all dog do. does not live. Yeah, it's how mammals work. Like we're gonna all die. But it's like, well, what what happened in between? And when you start talking about like, well, I don't want to take the risk because I know it's gonna be bad. 
with a dog, which I kind of understand because I've seen people lose their dogs and they're a mess. Sam, my co-host, still has not gotten over her dog baby's death. Like still mm -hmm. will never, you know. But so the question is, do you want to be a person that doesn't want to be in relationships anymore? Because I will tell you, as somebody that was sitting in an empty fucking house at post divorce, I've already been divorced. Uh, the girl post my divorce. Uh, the last time I saw her, she was being wheeled off by the fire department in a, to go to the insane asylum mm -hmm. to further then go to the county correctional facility where she started a fire in Good the trash boy. can. And then the person after that, <laughs> she, <sounds fun. laughs> she was a ball. She was awesome. And uh, the girl after that was a quiet person that I watched disintegrate in front of me, uh, steal all my stuff. And and skip town and you telling you you think you're talking to somebody that wasn't up in your in your fucking shoes yeah within the last year where I was like I'm done here yeah people are insane and for the most part part they are but I'm just saying I kept my the door cracked enough for Sar and Sar didn't kick Sar couldn't kick the door in you see you know her personality there was just one day where Sar was leaving my house in the morning. And I was like, I don't want her to leave. And I made that decision. And she slowly, I still couldn't get her to kind of stay. You know, she would always put her bags by the door. There is a chance that you can meet somebody that you didn't think existed. And up until SAR, we're just like, oh, there's a person that's not driven by social media clout and isn't uh, caring about what's the latest TikTok trend. There's a person that just like wants to cook dinner and hang out and have friends over for the Super Bowl. Those people are out there. Yeah, for you. They might not be as loud. I don't know that they are for me. It happened within the last year, boo. I guess. I'm just, uh, look, I, I don't want this podcast to be any more depressing than it already is. But I don't I think felt, it is depressing. Oh, I, here, think it, Chris, I think it's real. I mean, I, I think Chris is going to say something, but I think it's important for me to be very authentic on here. I wouldn't, there would be no point to having a podcast if I was going to sugarcoat things or if I was going to pretend my, my, my life was better than yours. Like, you know, a lot of times my life is better than yours, not yours. But you know the collective people. I, I just think the but witch. Not today. <laughs> the, the, no, not today. Definitely, the witch is really what she's saying is she's trying to get you to manifest. That's it. I can't that's what do that. that. I hate manifesting. That's what it is. That's exactly what she's saying to you. You, you know, the, everything she said to you is just manifestation. That's all she said. And you sitting here saying, "I don't think it's going to happen for me. I don't think it's going to ever, ever happen for me." Is exactly the opposite of what the witch is trying to get you to do. Saying that. That guy's gone, so the door is open for the right person. You manifest that, you get that in your head. I don't, and that is what can happen. Putting that sort of positive spin in your head. Obviously, you're not going to do it right do now even, because you're still hurting. But I, but I never have been that person. I've yeah, never ever been you. like. But that's what the witch is trying to get. If you, but so I, I want to say that I tried manifesting one thing in my life, and I worked really, really, really hard at manifesting. And it was when we got on the Amazing Race. I spent the month before we had about a month's notice. Every single day envisioning what is it going to feel like when I win? What is it going to feel like when I tell my parents I won? What is it going to feel like when I look into Eliza's eyes and we won? And Eliza and I both manifested for every single day before we left. All I could think, I was so fucking sure that we would win. And four legs in, when we, when we were on that mat and we lost, I was like, manifesting can suck my fucking dick. And to be honest, I don't think it works. I don't really either. I don't really either. But that's what the witch is trying to get you to do. And I do know that if you are in that sort of positive headspace that, no, there is someone out there for me. It's a better way. It's a better feeling to live that way than it is to sit and it's think naive. yourself it's not. Nah. It, yeah. I mean, I don't disagree with you. 
Like it's not logical. But I'm old. There hasn't been anyone so far. But they're very well Evidence could. To and the so contrary, that they're they're very well could. And uh, there could. I would, could also win the lottery. Yeah, and you could. And it feels better to think, oh, I could win the lottery than I for sure never would. Okay. Do you think you could win the lottery? No. Right. So But the lottery's a little different than the <laughs> the lottery's a little different though. A little. I almost uh, knocked our executive producer out with the mic. He. I. I will say this as as uh, in terms of manifesting in the Amazing Race and the lottery and all those things. The Amazing Race has producers. There are also eight other teams that are competing. One of the producers is going to be like, "I don't like this chick. She looks like the uh, my my boyfriend's ex," and they could sabotage. So like there that is something that there are some things that are out of your control. I will say this because I thought manifesting was. Dude, I'm a black dude from Cleveland. I don't manifest anything. Meeting Erica Cobb, I am t when when we went to our DBL audition. Um, that was in LA. She came in from Denver, and she booked her hotel room for two nights. We eliminated people on Friday. When I say we, I could have been eliminated mm -hmm. too. She booked it for that weekend because she knew she was gonna get that shit. I have never seen somebody fuck. I am a and pretty much an atheist comedian black dude that has seen trauma and tragedy i am the last person that would ever think that manifesting was anything until that fucking human being put it in my face over and over again Her well could she manifest for me on my behalf she probably i did can. not i didn't i could fake it but it would be faking i don't believe it you know what i'm doing this now because cobb i know you're listening i love you girl i know you're listening help me erica we were talking before this pot not before this podcast this week before even the breakup news came out and she was like i'm looking to maybe do some different things and i think that she was really considering you having having you as a guest on the show with this happening there's no way that that's not going to happen now i think of the eight billion people on the planet that you should be talking to right now it should be her she has insight in a way that honestly I used to mock, but she has literally sometimes physically grabbed me back from me ending my career, mm. doing something stupid. This human, I don't know how the fuck she does it, has shifted my perspective. I don't have crystals. I don't believe in the universe and tithes, and I know they're in the Pisces or whatever. I don't know any of that. All I know is that her insight and what she's been through in her life and gone through she's been through divorce too bankruptcy too like dude she's the, she's been to the to the wall so it's like i'm happy to chat like, with her i would I, love that i but feel like it'd be i would love to hear that the other thing i want to mention because it's important to mention this when we were doing the spell casting i really i let all my guards down i was like i'm gonna believe i'm gonna i'm gonna completely like believe i'm gonna do these affirmations i am going to replace my anxiety with like self-assuredness like I really, that was the first good night of sleep I had in a very long time. I genuinely was all in. And then just to have everything ripped away 12 hours later, it was just so shitty. And it really just reinforces to me that like, it doesn't you matter. you showed yourself that you could open up and be vulnerable. What was the point? What was the point of doing that? Be, well, what's the point? I was better off before when I was like, sure, things were going to go wrong. The second I breathed and was like, no, actually, I deserve this. And things are going to go well. I deserve infinite love and all the other crap that she told me to say. No, I won't. Right, but the uh, what's the other option? Arranged marriage? No, I die alone. No, but I die at like a happiness level of seven or eight. Maybe I won't get to ten, but I don't have to be at negative three like I am today. Th this is how I want you to look at the other side of that coin. 
Uh, let's say you and I, we uh, in a fantasy world, we got together when I'm 25. Okay, we're in Miami together. Al's a middle school teacher, and you're like, eh, not a ton of money, but I like this guy, and he's 25 years away from retirement, and this is going to be our life, and I like this guy, mm -hmm. right? So you got a young guy. We're not talking about old guys like me and Chris now. We're talking about young guys. So why do I keep getting? Oh no, you're you're in this bag too. So guess what? At 27 years old, your husband Al goes to an open mic, and the teaching goes away in three years, and I'm on the road 38 weeks a year. My life is fundamentally different. When you pick up somebody young, the chances that you're going to head on this straight trajectory are almost zero. They're almost zero. Yeah. You have an opportunity now to pick from the group of people that have probably been through a relationship that didn't work, probably have 20 years of experience and work experience. So they got some dough, a 401k. We're not fucking going out and, and going double Dutch on dinner. Like uh, when every date you go on, I'm like, broke guy shit. You're still in the pool of broke guy shit. And I think you need to give the pool of guys like me that have been kicked around a little bit like you and 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 done some self-reflecting in a in an RV, in a in a in a horse rescue in Longmont, Colorado, where I had to really look at who I am and the decisions I made and why I don't live with my kids that, that have those conversations. I was ready to meet somebody. And I think you're still dealing with guys that think that they're ready to let a woman have them. As opposed to somebody that's like, I know who I am. I like this chick, Corinne. Let your life is about to be different. There's some there's some real dudes out there. Well, I my biggest concern currently is I went on, I, I Googled to see if there was a dating site, which why the fuck wouldn't there be for people who don't want children? And there was. It was called Kindred. And it just got shut down. Really? Yeah, correct. Because I was like, where? The, why can't I find this in the app store? And it got shut down like last year, like the end of last year. I don't know why, but they shut it down. Can yeah. I say something honestly? Hmm. You look like you want to cry. And I don't think you should hold back if you want to. Oh, no, I don't. I don't cry, but thank you. Okay. <laughs> I think that might be. I need to get some mushrooms in there. Take you out uh, yeah. to the horse rescue. My brother was like, why are you going to a Super Bowl party? Just like order an expensive sushi and watch Netflix and cry. And I was like, I don't. Th that doesn't help me at all. Yeah. Yeah, well, it, you know, now I feel worse about myself. You re you remind me so much of my dad. It is you guys are more alike than you are different. Uh, it's so strange. We're having this conversation. I was talking to Sar, and I said, I don't think my dad ever cried one time in his adult life, and I think it would have helped. I didn't cry really until I had kids. Um, but yeah, it's there's some shit in there that needs to come out, and I'm not saying crying is like the end all be all. I don't want to even get focused on that, but I do think that there needs to be a world in which you have some time to kind of analyze the decisions you've made, uh, which most of them have been good. Uh, yeah. I mean, I fucking, I, I don't, don't think you did anything. I wrong didn't. There. I don't think I did. I don't. I, I'm not that maybe that's why it's not, it's I'm angry more so than I am sad. I'm angry at the universe. I'm angry at him. I'm, I don't feel like I could have done anything differently. I was transparent upon meeting him. I did everything you're supposed to do when you like someone. And you know, I didn't, I wasn't overbearing. I wasn't demanding. I certainly didn't ask to have an exclusivity conversation. Nothing. But, but, but you're kind of swimming in the pool of guys that are still like, I think I might want kids. Renting one-bedroom apartments. Right. Yeah. And there is a another pool full of guys with most of the characteristics that you... Well, I'd like you really to show me a pool where I can drown children. 
Like uh, I would like where where does that take place? Well, uh, there's a lot I'd like of to be one of the spectators. My boy Alex Delia and his wife that are coming over. They don't have kids. They don't want kids. There's a lot of people that meet and they're like, I don't want kids. I don't. Want there's a lot of people like that. I just think that like whatever world you're living in, which most people think they want kids. There are a lot of people that don't want kids. Thought doesn't want kids. Yeah, I mean, My I Aunt you Valerie say this, never but had kids. I, I'm, I mean, I don't know what else to do to attract people that don't want kids, other than getting on a site that are only people who don't want kids. But it's like a huge problem in my life. I thought that's what filters were for. One would think, but hasn't helped me. So, anyways, I don't want to belabor the point. I just wanted you guys to get the full story because it was uncomfortable for me to think the podcast would be out, and the rest of the story wasn't because it happened on the same day. Very fucking unfortunately. So could you date like a Jeff Bezos kind of guy where like he looks older, but he's kicking it? Well, for yeah, that I mean, kind of that kind of ugly. guy. Yeah, a kind of guy. Do you know one? You have do somebody you, in mind? Do you need hot? Do you need? Yes. Most importantly. Do you need hot? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You need to be attracted to the person. There's a lot of guys I have dated where like I'll I'll send the picture to my mom, send it to my friend. Do you think he's hot? Because I don't I can't tell. That's a cardinal sign that like I'm not going to end up liking this person because I need other people to tell me he's hot. And then there's guys like this one. When I met him, I was like, I'm fucking so in like I really it was I didn't need anyone else's opinion. OK, but he was very hot. Yeah. To I me. Mean, what is the door open where if like. He circles back and is like, you know what? I don't think I, I want kids. I want you. Is it open or is it That would be great if that happened, but it would have to happen before I eternal sunshine him. Okay. Because don't... once I do that, there's really no. That's the whole purpose of it, right? You got to build a lot of walls up. Yeah. Stay we, tuned. We don't, we Maybe don't I'll do a Patreon and trash. more specifically That's a how... lot of commitment when you empty your trash. Yeah. Because it tells you it's going to permanently delete. Yes. So like yes. right now he's in the trash. He's in the trash. And I will take me a little while to permanently delete. But once I do that, there isn't. There's any, that's actually pretty much what happened with the doctor, right? Like I deleted him. Right. And there's just like no way to get him, get back in there. All right. Anyways. All right. I'm sorry to end on such a sad note. Believe me. I am interested in a group suicide later. If anyone wants to meet up and drink some Kool-Aid. Um, <laughs> but I just wanted to get it out there. So hopefully next week I'll have more. Do you want to end on stuff. a really happy note? Is we interviewed one of the couples from the, uh, what was the name of that cult? The oh, yeah. something gate something oh heaven's gate heaven's gate we, yeah yeah and the reason that they were still alive is that they showed up after like talking to the call on the phone and they were black and they had no idea oh. <laughs> and they were like oh you're black uh -huh. <laughs> Shit. oh that's amazing we just rented that room <laughs> so like i guess the guys i'm not trying to laugh but the guy's wife stayed and he bought that guess either he was kicked out or so uh, and like it was really weird because she was telling him like they're trying to get me to drink stuff and he was like don't do it and by the time they got there oh wow it was a rap. but yeah there's one guy that lived and we talked to him from heaven's gate so maybe there's a black guy from a cult out there for you this yeah. the one I, actually at this point is there a cult that wants me i'm i'm done with this life why don't you start your own because you just be sitting there shit talking the cult leader like that's stupid yeah <laughs> why are we eating after dinner yeah it's i, I think like uh maybe we'll start start a cult get your mind off sure this. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to all of my problems. I appreciate you. All right. We love you guys. We're going to get our girl together. And, yeah. I'll uh, be back next week with more interesting stuff. We're going to manifest Erica on this pod. Okay. All right. We love you guys. Bye. Is that okay with the two? Yo, yo, yo.